Smokey and the Bandit 3. He played the veterinarian. Wait, you watched Smokey and the Bandit 3? I, mean, I didn't say I liked it. I said I'd seen it. I haven't watched it. You know whenever no, there's you're a, a third. Yankee. No, it's not that I'm a Yankee. It's just when you have Smokey and the Bandit and Smokey and the Bandit 2, you know it's just going to go down in Smokey and the Bandit 3. Look at The Godfather 3. About Die Hard. Die Hard 3 Leave was the not weapon. as good. Everything that is a third, the trilogy is always awful. Although... You know in the Godfather trilogy, they actually cut off... I, I've told you I haven't three. seen any of these movies. We've discussed this recently. Ugh. But I will say, so then I ended up watching Days of Thunder. That's a great-ass movie. And I'm not saying I wish they would have, but I am really amazed, given that era and the role of movies, how did they never make a Days of Thunder 2? But I just want to know how the hell they made that movie and made it seem like all they do is bump all the time in NASCAR. Rubbin's racing. Yeah, but they don't. They used to. People used to die. I know. Rest in peace, Dale Earnhardt, the Intimidator. I'm surprised right now a little bit. What do you mean? No, you have all this knowledge. I haven't bunch of knowledge i thought when you said rest in peace you're gonna look at me like oh god let him say somebody because it's as far as i could go <laughs> you don't know nascar i do i grew up in the south so who's your favorite driver i used to like um oh what's his name tony chubby guy at the home depot car he didn't race anymore tony stewart yeah i figured you were more of a dick trickle guy He's been out of the game for a long time. He, he has been out of the game for a while. Yeah. No, I think Tony's the last one I liked. He was just a brash asshole in a good way. I liked when Tony Stewart used to like to do this stuff where he would go do like a craftsman truck race. Yeah. And then he would take a, a helicopter and a flight and do all this stuff to get over. And he would like the whole weekend he would just race. Yeah. I mean, I did sports radio. I know what's going on. So hypothetically, if you're in one of those cars and you're racing and you had to pee. They have a thing in the suit. They have like a catheter. I didn't think it was a catheter. I thought they just let it fly. No, I mean. It wasn't so hot. You just sweat balls. They have something in there that's going to catch the pee. I don't know, Woods. This is the longest cold open we've ever done. Well, pee's warm. Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and with me is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. How are you, Zeke Baker? You know, alive and kicking, just trying to stay that way, I suppose. So a lot of you may be on quarantine. Now is a good time to remind you we are here, hopefully, to give you about 20 to 40 minutes to make you laugh, take your mind off things for a while, hope you stocked up. Hope your family's safe. Hope everybody is safe. It's crazy right now, especially with the economy and how people are trying to work. We want to give a shout out to all of our friends in the service industry that obviously people aren't going to restaurants and bars right now, and we're thinking about you. And if we can find ways to help you out, we'll make sure to share that throughout social media. Zeke and I are here. The tornado happened. Now coronavirus happened. We're sitting around, we're in quarantine together. I don't think I can deal with you for 14 days. But we are quarantined together in the bunker at my house. We have a bunch of whiskey. It's a good time, but you're getting on my nerves. Well, I mean, I did notice you managed to omit any type of uh, flip-flop or house shoe game tonight. Well, they're sitting over there. I just didn't want you to talk about them. I took them off. (laughs) 
they they are in the room, but they're I not on the my uh, the subtle layers of torture that go on here. There's a lot of torture. There is a support group for people that have been tortured by Zeke Baker. <laughs> Speaking of people holed up in the bunker, you want to let you know our friends over at cascartel.com will send liquor directly to your door. So now more than ever, for people that are being encouraged not to leave their house, go to cascartel.com, get the world's greatest spirits delivered directly to your door. These guys are changing the game and what they're doing, they're like the Amazon of the spirits industry. They are getting merchants to put up their alcohol for sale over the web and ship it directly to you. Obviously, some of the stuff that you're going to get online might cost more than it would in the store for more of the allocated stuff, but the regular stuff is priced right and it's priced convenient to you. You don't have to leave the house. You don't have to break quarantine. You can get the world's greatest spirits delivered directly to your door. Also want to let you know that if you go to Cast Cartel on Instagram, they're always doing awesome giveaways. They just gave away Blanton's gold to people we have blanton's gold from them i should have done that earlier do you want to sip some blanton's gold or do that next episode oh we can do it next show next show we'll sip some blanton's shoulda, gold. Woulda, coulda. shoulda woulda coulda i wish i thought about that before Far we just had a blind normally wait till i'm on the way out the door You're like oh i forgot about this stuff that so-and-so sent us i just remembered it right now there's a lot going on in my brain. Doesn't take much to overwhelm the gerbil. My brain has a lot going on in it every day. Beyond like what's he gonna aggravate the shit of me about on today? No, that's just when you're around. Like my spidey senses tingle. But when you're gone, there's a lot of complex stuff that goes on in my brain. <laughs> complex. Yes, very complex. Somebody has to run the business side of this shit, do work, and I do have a very complicated job. You do as well. You have to count pills. <laughs> it's very complex. It's supposed to be getting a machine soon to do it for me, hopefully. Speaking of things that are very complex, our friend Blake, about a year ago, sent us a blind. It was very complex because Zeke deleted the emails that we found out last show you always like to accuse me of cheating you always cheat i can't help i'm better at blinds than you are i can't help that you cheat i mean everybody sends you etl and that's your favorite blind all i'll say to these instances is that you love elmer t lee is that at times it could be the context of what's surrounding it all i have to say is that there has been two blinds that have proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that you love etl Love was never involved. I just gave notes and ranked based on its surroundings. Now, this is E. Yeah, or a backwards three, like Dale. It does really look like a backwards three, though, more than an E. Some people make E's that way. He's a very rounded E guy. I wish we had a handwriting expert that could come and tell us about Blake's handwriting, because this is... I'd like to see what they say about yours, because it... It's very precise and like pristine looking. I mean, it must take you an hour to write a paragraph. No, it doesn't take me an hour, but I am very precise and pristine and I like things done right. I'm just saying, if you can take the time to focus and write that precise, there's not any distractions going on at the same time. <laughs> there are. I mean, trust me. Let's look at this chicken shit right here. My brain is always working. It's just working at a level that you can't comprehend. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you deleted these emails. So we have no idea what these blinds are. What do you think of this? Let's not spend too much time on it. We're just trying to give some love to Blake for sending this to us, but we don't know what the hell it is. Well, you take a pull. Well, no, I mean, I'm taking a pull, but no dead air here. It, it, it packed a punch to me. I didn't want to warn you. That's where I was trying to get it. I mean, I was going to sip it. I didn't get a punch from this. It comes along on hey, the end. Is, see? Yeah. yeah. It's at the very end you get a good hug. <laughs> oh, boy, spoke too soon. No, I mean, you get a good hug at the end, but it wasn't something that was, like, off-putting. I mean, it's no, no, going to be punch, higher proof. I punch just by, like, say you've been drinking an Elijah Craig pick all night, and you go to somebody and say, hey, yeah, let me get some more Elijah Craig, and they pour you the barrel proof, not the 94, and you go to take you a good swig of it. That's the kind of off-guard I'm saying. Not necessarily a bad way, it just... It came at me more than I was expecting. This is probably my favorite one, though, out of the ones that we've had from him so far. Yeah, it's good. I'm taking it home with me. I figured you would. You're picking and choosing. You might as well take them all home because you can use the boss around. Well, we hadn't worked through them all yet. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Second time around. This is much better. I just, on the nose, at least coming off the Boston, I just didn't pick up any of that heat. So when it popped at me, I was like, woohoo. Hello. That is my favorite. Two or three more to go. So anyways, you're breaking quarantine coming over here. What have you been up to? I'm not breaking quarantine. I don't. Everything's going to be shut down. Schools are going to be shut down by Friday. So by the time this comes out, this will come out Friday. Schools are going to be shut down. Bars are going to be shut down. I think one of the crazier things is that all the downtown bars are like, until you have something in place for us where you're not going to make us pay taxes on the liquor from the last month and you're gonna let us uh, oh yeah the old boy that owns uh tootsies and, and uh, uh rippies and, and kid rock and uh, yeah he's like we're not shutting down yeah he's like are you kidding me it's crazy all i'll say is both h1n1 and ebola did not get this kind of response well it's one of those things that if you saw what was going on in italy or the swine flu people in italy they're trying to get us to not get to that point where you have to sit there and decide on utilitarian principles. You have kids, you don't, or you're older, you're younger and have kids. Your kids need you, so you get a ventilator, you don't. I'll stay off the soapbox. I just worry about the financial ramifications of people when they can't work. I think we all do. I think a lot of people are really wondering how things are going to be. And especially, you know, I'm working from home with a four-year-old right now. Not much work going to get done. Don't tell my boss that. I'm going to try to do as much work as I possibly can. I can't wait to hear her on a conference call. I just can't wait till I get the, you're not letting her watch TV all day, are you? It's like, well, how am I supposed to get some work done? No, I laugh because even one like these, uh, you know, random parenting email BS things I get, it literally was like, okay, it's okay. Screen time's okay now. Like, oh, now everybody's going back on their, uh, you know, limit screen time to one hour per day and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you're stuck at home with your kid for two weeks and don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> Just turn the TV on. Maintain sanity. If I need to put Rainbow Ruby or Frozen 2 or whatever it is, Sophia the First. I'm not talking about your free time. I'm talking about when you're with the kid. <laughs> yeah. Rainbow Ruby, I hate that show. It's awful. It's really bad. We're getting into this. We're 14 minutes in. We have to talk about, we're getting back to the blinds. Our friend Bryant, last year at some point, I don't know when he sent this to us. He sent us a blind. Oh, this was from last year? This was from last year. Now, I will tell you it was after March, but before December. So he sent us a blind sometime after March, but before December, because I was living at the apartment, and that's where this was addressed to. Well, there you go. Or no, it might have been, I moved to the apartment April or more middle of the year. 
April or May. Yeah, mm, something like May, that. May. God, I can't remember my last year. But yeah, our good friend Bryant from South Kakalaki, member of the uh, the SCBC and a few other groups down there, and they do some really good picks and whatnot that usually he'll he'll send me, and I try not to share with John if I can help it. Which I don't know why, because he messages me, and I'm like, dude, you sent Zeke a pick. Why didn't you send me one? I think it really boils down to early last year when he sent us a blind and you were on the wrong side of the fence of that four roses do you mean the one that i thought was hot that you didn't think was hot it wasn't it was really effing good so you think he's bitter at me for that it's not bitter he just knows who's gonna appreciate good whiskey more you're (laughs) such an ass (laughs) so he sent us a blind he sent us four samples Before we get into this, we do have a nice card because unlike Blake, he knows sending us an envelope that is sealed and he sealed this pretty damn well. Poor Blake. He he thought we were intelligent and competent human beings. Oh, he knows us better than that. He sent us an envelope. It's sealed. It has tape even over it. So it's going to be tough to get this thing open. He sent us four whiskeys. How did you rank these out of one, two, three, four? And then we will open this and then talk about our notes. I had number two is my favorite. Three is my second. One is my third. And four is four. So this is going to be a fun one. I am really looking forward to this because my order was one, two, four three so you had two three one four all right yeah no you're getting confusing we'll just leave it at that no but i'm saying you had two three one four right yes and i had one two four three i just wanted to write down yours so we could talk about this together let's go steve harvey and the winner is la la land (laughs) okay not what was he said earlier to the dads from Bryant on Bourbon. Open after tasting. He has an index card in here that is blank. Because he knows you cheat. I'm not going to cheat. He knows. That was to cover up the answers. I can't even see the answers. There's another sealed envelope within the envelope. Because he knows you cheat. It's like Inception. I don't cheat. I open it in front of you. I never saw Inception. What do you watch? Days of Thunder. That is a good Oh, actually, one. I have seen a lot of Big Trouble in Little China lately. That may actually end up having to make it into one of our, uh, you know, pick stickers somehow. There's, we, some, there's some good lines in that one. I want some planes, trains, and automobiles. Come to my house. Charleston's got like 100 of each. Okay, so sample one. Knob Creek Single Barrel, 14 years, two months. Warehouse L, picked by Flight Club. <laughs> The second one. This is one Tom's picks in, huh? Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. 12 year. I can't even read his handwriting. 122761. Or no, 122261.1. Batch B519. So that was the one that won Whiskey of the Year. I hadn't had any of the 2019 stuff, actually. <laughs> I haven't had ECBP since 2018. Interesting thing on this. Number three, Willet Estate Single Barrel. What'd you put? Called it. Yep. Yeah. This was Willett Estate Single Barrel, barrel 5241, 123.6 proof, and it is 79% corn. Man, your handwriting's bad. It's what? 79% corn, 14% malted barley, distilled in 2013, bottled in 2019, warehouse G, fifth floor. This was picked. 
I can't read this shit. Bryant needs to pay more attention. Will Estate single barrel. Oh, this is the pick that the guy from this is the one pick that went to the Carolinas. His buddy did it because he date he put on the sticker. This was pick four dash twenty-two dash KY dash seventy-eight. Four twenty-two for the day it was picked, KY seventy-eight for Will at Distillery. Distilled nine six thirteen, bottled seven five nineteen, warehouse G, fifth floor, North Rick four, picked by Nathan Lizette at Santa Zinger on Twitter. And you'd never cut it in the pharmacy, you'd die. Interesting thing about this last one, the fourth one. This was a Four Roses single barrel, the OESV from Buddy's Liquor, the one that we talked about on the Dan Gardner episode. <laughs> 127 proof, 63.5 ABV, warehouse LE 65-6Q. So that's the hard part of a, a blind from Bryant. He's it, going to throw it's ringers not, It's in not there. reading the note cards. It's just knowing he's trying to F with you. Yeah. And so literally like nosing and tasting these the whole time it's like all right bryant's got enough stuff because we talk booze plenty like enough stuff to mess with us on like both sides of the curve whether it be good or like you know you know your bottom shelves or you know high-end stuff and it's stuff that we drink so mentally going through this you almost have to not like overthink or psych yourself out just because you like all right where's he gonna try and trip me up today well he did good this was a heck of a lot of fun, but let's go through our notes. Zeke, what did you get on the first one, which was the Knob Creek single barrel? I'm surprised I liked this one the best out of all this stuff. I wonder which flight club pick it was, because I've had a couple of... I don't know, but Tom Benton, send it my way. <laughs> I already drank my bottle, thank you. Yeah, I didn't get this one. <laughs> I love hearing those words. That's nope. what it is for pretty much everything. I don't know why. I don't I don't know why you guys whatever. This is why. We just like to get this reaction out of you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, so nose wise on number one, which was a KC Flight Club pick. I thought it was very warm. Behind that was floral cherries. Really got a lot of sweet sugars. But switching over to the palate, it went from a very front end of you know, light cinnamon and spice. Then the back end, it was just an oak bomb, which you said this is what, 14, 15 years? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that kind of makes sense. And then under that, I even put down that it seemed proofed down and older, which, I mean, these aren't proofed down, but I will say I, I kind of, you know, have that mindset, especially towards the older KC picks when, you know, you see folks get excited about, hey, so-and-so got a, you know, 14, 15 or 16-year KC pick like eh, I think I'll pass on that actually but that's where I was with my notes I said for this one I didn't get a whole lot on the nose I had to work hard I got the alcohol most up front and then hints of vanilla and the slightest hint of red apple on the nose this was the one that out of all of them the nose was hardest for me to get but once I took a, a taste of it it was the one I liked the taste of the best I said, it's got to be high proof, big hug on the front, went immediately to the chest. It has some nice spice, little nutty with toasted wood and vanilla mixed in there. It was just the most refined and the most balanced on the taste out of everything. And I thought it lingered really nicely. It it was that toasted wood, but it wasn't too oaky. So like you, I kind of got the feeling that it was older, but it wasn't too old. It wasn't an elderly wasn't using a walker, but it was like a nice middle-aged pour. <laughs> What'd you get on number two, which sample 
two was the B519 from Elijah Craig. Yeah. I deemed this one the, uh, <laughs> you button hooked me. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to button hook me. Inversely for me, this is the one I didn't get a nose off of. I tried and tried. The first two for me, not to cut you off for a second, but the first two, it was harder to get the nodes from the Knob Creek and the Elijah Craig than it was for any anything else. I mean, I don't know how close the juice got to my nostrils, but it couldn't have been far. And I, I just did not get a nose off this for whatever reason. Man, like the first sip, it was to me it was like throwing back like a handful of Skittles or jelly beans. It was just an array of flavors that hit almost every sense I had. I was just like wow just really and truly all over the place that's literally my next note it just literally says all over the effing place heat spice fruits blueberries blueberries hit me hard just for a flash violet was turning violet and you know some oak came in on the back end but i mean it it was such just a flavor hit of like wow and especially with the nose being as faint as it was i mean it, it was all over the place but every bit of it i enjoyed thoroughly the funny thing about this one for me is the nose it was faint at first and then it kind of moved into like this cherry coconut graham cracker the reason i put the knob creek over this one i put this as number two is it was a little bit of a chalky mouth feel but i said something is funky with this one like an old dusty and it was all that different type of flavor that I don't think I could pinpoint to one thing. I thought it tasted old, like an old Dusty. I really didn't think it was something newer. For some reason, that's just what I got. And there was just a funk that lingered on the finish. I don't even have specifics because it was just so funky, but there was so much variance in that funk. Like it was hitting so many things that I didn't want to do one of those tasting notes where you list out 40 things and say, I, I get this, I get this, I get this. There was just a lot going on. Well, you know, too much going on. You had to list out 40 things. Whatever. What'd you get on number three, which was the Willet? Initially, I got really like some kind of greenish bark, a spice and a rye behind it. Moving towards the palate, the main two things I picked up on were barley and just a light rye spice. My next note really just says Willet Family Estate, sweet sugars and heat, and a barley finish. What's that saying? A dog finds a bone? Uh, what is it? Pig finds acorn? Ever? Oh, a blind pig finds acorn on a good day. I mean, did you have... A blind new- squirrel finds a nut sometimes. I mean, I wasn't trying to be sexual in the rest. No, that's not a sexual thing. It's just blind blind squirrels are going to find nut eventually. I mean, did you list down any of these in your notes, what you thought it was, and get it right? No. Okay, then. This is why Bryant sends me the bottles. It isn't why Bryant sends you the bottles. <laughs> I don't know why Bryant sends you the bottles, because he still reaches out and calls me. Bryant, you're on my list. <laughs> Um, are like you done on this one? Billy Madison. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's all I got. So the funny thing for me on this one was I thought it was so fruity. Like it was cherry, but like the maraschino cherries that you put on top of a hot fudge sundae, the taste was just too fruity. I can't even give you a specific fruit. It was just too fruity to me that. So you didn't rank this that high, did you? No, it was just too fruity that I thought it was finished. I really thought this was a finished bourbon. Which even more uh, laughable, if it's high corn, to somewhat de- degree be similar to what we picked. Doesn't taste that way to me. 
Ours has more of a baking spice quality. I don't get that from this. I got finished something. The barley on the finish is what really tipped my hand to it. I just think it's it, it was finished in something. It's all I got. <laughs> I thought it tasted so finished to the point where it was like, yeah, this is off-putting. And not to rabbit hole too bad here, but this almost kind of goes back to where we were talking previously, kind of about like the how we perceive barley differently. Yeah. This is the barley I pick up and get and like, whereas I think the barley you get and enjoy more is more beer forward. 100%. It stems from the same place. Yeah. But you and I both interpret it and how it's put in two different ways. But hilarious to me that the same note from the same grain and the, the minor subtle difference is the variance where I go, woohoo, that's my jam, John. Mm-mm. No, not me. Not so much. Thank you. <laughs> but that's why we but I did just have something that was a very barley finish that I loved. It was just more on the beer side of things. Yeah, I think I gravitate more towards that beer side. And then the fourth one, what do you get on that one? Which was Buddies, the the Buddies OESV. <laughs> I called this. Give them the heater, Ricky. <laughs> I mean, literally for nose, I just put down heat and spice, and it it had them both. I mean, this was wild thing out of the bullpen, <laughs> clocking in that hundred mile an hour fastball. Like, whoa! That's when he puts his glasses back on. Oh, and this is it's the very end of the first one, you know. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, palate wise, I put down um, rich sugars. And just heat at the back. I mean, I think where the ranking really came in was out of these four. It just packed so much heat. Whereas the other three didn't. It just kind of like, woof, that right there makes me step back and uh, <laughs> make me, you know, reach down and assure myself I'm still a man and can handle this. <laughs> I actually got a little bit of muted vanilla, too, on the nose. I did get the heat. And it's funny enough that you and I are agreeing on that. Got a little bit of, of muted vanilla on the nose and, and a little bit too much toasted wood on the, the taste. It was like, it was so hot, it almost burnt it. It's like you're tasting a, a piece of wood after a campfire. I mean, it's it's a check yourself sipper. Yeah. Like, if you two finger pour this, you're going to four hour drink it. <laughs> It probably would go very well with a cigar. I think it would go down a little bit easier that way. Mm. You got to have something else going on, maybe with it. Water. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's a good pour, and we we've, we've talked about it before. And like- I'm surprised we put it forth because I remember that night with Dan, and it goes back to whiskey is such an experience thing. Because oh, that we're, night we were pouring all cash strength, all four roses that night. I, I mean, know, but that night it did not taste like that to me. But you got to look at those are all in the same vein. Once you get two or three pours of something that's in you know similar context, they all just kind of mold and flow better together based on the first three we had. Another segment, like people do, you know, blind tasting, they're any kind of tasting, not even blind. They just say, you know, start with the lower proof and work your way up. I don't necessarily agree with that. I never have. Well, I mean, once you're tasting at the very end and you're having high proof, it's like, hey, my mouth is already kind of desensitized to this. It's not doing anything at this point for me. But at me. the same time, I've had lower proofs at the end of the night that I thoroughly enjoyed. And it wasn't like I enjoyed just because I was drinking. I mean, you know, you get small, light-sized tasting pours. You're not going to cook yourself too fast. And as long as you drink water, you're fine. But I don't want to I mean, cook myself, period. I've, you know, heard plenty of folks before they walk into a, you know, a tasting or a barrel pick, they go with one or two pours of high-proof stuff just to wake up 
the senses. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of need that to give you that jolt. I mean, if I'm going into Four Roses for a pick and I, I've got to pick something to give myself a, a wake-up call before I, I get into seven or eight good barrels, this would be what i go with. Not to, to vary off too far, but I mean, I think the proof's honestly the only reason they, they just got their rating it did. None of them are bad pours. No. Well, Bryant, thank you so much for sending this our way. Hit me up for some picks. Psych! Zeke, before we go, give everybody, what's one activity? Give people a new activity that they could do while they're home under quarantine or on lockdown or what's one thing that they should take up while they're at home? Mario Kart. On the iPhone? Well, it works for Android too. Does it? And other platforms. Well, what's your one activity? Mario Kart. <laughs> no. But start playing the guitar. What if they don't have a guitar to begin with and they're on quarantine? Amazon. Two-day shipping. Skin flute? Well, Brian, thank you so much for sending this our way. want to let you know all of our glassware was provided by distilleryproducts.com. Janie, Vicky, Carson, all the good folks down there. They have all the glasses you need for laser etched. Get your logo on there. If you are a bourbon group, you're a bar, you are a liquor store, whatever you are, they can do it. They can put it on that glass for you. They have the Glencairn. They have the Wee Glencairn. They have the Tua. They have the Neat Glass. They have the Dram Glass. They have the Tipsy Dram Glass. They have Flask. They have Decanters. Whatever it is, they can help. And they have wholesale pricing, so you get a whole bunch of stuff, but you get it at a good price. If you go to any distillery, chances are, if you ask, hey, where do you get your glassware from? They are going to say distilleryproducts.com. If you want me to get you in touch with them, send me a message. I will be happy to do so. You can find the dads on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads. You can find us wherever you download your podcast. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old quarantined Music City, USA. Cheers. Ciao.